fixed here. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Warning. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman trying to get the cameras just right. And here with me is Nick, as always. Nick, as always. How's everybody doing? I'm good. I don't know about you, bro. Music's done. Messing with these dials. I'm running the whole show. Shock camera radio. All right, so uh, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Um, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, bro? Uh, it was all right. Just a normal weekend. My car was broke down, so that was a bummer. It's, it's really weird that you never think you need to go anywhere until you can't. And then you're like, damn, I need to go everywhere. Yeah, when my car's in the shop and it's like, it's like we need it for like two days to do this. Yeah. You never like, think you about feel, it. Yeah, you feel trapped all yeah. of a sudden. You feel like you're... Uh, uh, 14 years old, and you're just like, where's my BMX bike? I'm running out of groceries and things of shit you didn't even know. Like, oh, we don't have any water or something. Like, just random stuff. But I yeah, I wasn't planning for this. Yeah, other than that, but yeah, it's 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 always funny. Like, when you need, it's like that panic mode. Like, you know, being in small spaces or something. Like, yeah. I have to get out of here. I have to move. And you're like, do you, do you have to move? There? Like, do I really have somewhere to go? Or I just freaked out I can't go. So, other than that, nothing much. You know, book and tour. Uh, Fredericksburg Grizzlies got another win, so we're one step closer to the playoffs. We got a couple more games left. Check out the Fredericksburg Grizzlies ABA basketball. What'd you get into this weekend? I was on the the, the uh, Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know it was a couple nights back. You know it was it was e- evening. I had some drinks in me. You know felt pretty good, uh-huh. and so we came out. You know I came out there in the, the full regalia. You know the <laughs> the outfit and the the makeup and so forth, and uh, you know Gene being Gene. Uh, you know, you know Gene. Yeah, you know Gene. He wants to be serious all the time, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, fuck it, man. You know, we're rock stars. Let's cut it up. You know, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm having a good time. Tom's having a good time. Tom Snyder, and uh, you know, after the after the interview, you know, Paul and Gene were all up in my face, you know, saying, "What were you doing?" And I'm just like, Tom Snyder. Wait a minute. Tom Snyder's dead. Did I have a dream about this? Or <laughs> no, I remember now. I remember now. I was drinking and I was watching old rock and roll interviews, and, uh, and, and there was this interview with uh, on the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder uh-huh. with Kiss, and Ace Freely is clearly a little drunk, a little buzzed, and giggling <laughs> like a like a schoolgirl and shit like that. And Gene Simmons is just sitting there with this look on his face, like, like I'm trying to be serious and devil worshiping, and you're just some goofy rock star. Yeah. You know, face is painted with a star on it. Aw, in my own imagination, I'm Ace Freely. You're not even Gene in your I'm not even Paul Stanley. I was going to say, you're not even lead guitar? Nobody nobody wants to be Peter Chris, though. I don't want the cat face. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants the cat face. But so, uh, yeah, that was an actual interview that took place in 1979. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I watched it this past weekend, and I was just thinking about it from Ace Frehley's point of view, because if I were in Kiss, it was 1979, I'm dressed that ridiculously. Right. Fuck it. I'm going to have a laugh. I'm not going to sit there and pretend to, you know, commit to the character so whole, wholeheartedly. Right. You know? Yeah, you're, it's, a, it's a band also. It's not a movie. Yeah. And you're like, you know, Absolutely. you're, people know you're a real person. Like, you're not playing a character. Like, this is your character in real life, dude. You better yeah. lighten up a little bit. Exactly. It's, you know your face is painted white. It's racist, white face. That's <laughs> Gene Simmons looks like a German, you know? Well, here's the thing. It's like, you can, if, you had, if I had a mediocre band, because this is the point, is that I could be in Kiss. I have a mediocre percussion level. 
you know? So I could have been in a mediocre band like Kiss. Because yeah. don't make no mistake, they're a mediocre band. The only reason anyone's talking about them is because of all the makeup and shit. Yeah, they uh, had a lot of splash. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. <laughs> genius. The genius these guys put down in words, you know? Well, yeah, he, clearly he's not partying. One guy's partying, you're fucking mad at him. That's, that's what I mean. You're fucking Kiss. <laughs> you know, how seriously, I mean... Right. Well, I mean, they did that thing with the comic book where they did a Kiss comic book and they put blood in the ink, their blood in the ink. It's they like, have so much stuff. Yeah, they're weird. They have like a cult following for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a, definitely a cult band. Yeah, you know? they definitely like that. Is, and that's just based off of the makeup culture, though, more than it is the music. It is just their style. Like, the big shoes and the, the painted face and you guys are... Crazy rock and rollers, especially in the 80s when your parents yeah. don't want you to be a rock and yeah. roller. Exactly. So. so, and you know, I was never allowed to like watch that stuff as a, as a kid. So uh. now I can go back and thank you, YouTube, for going. I can go back and watch all these old interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. I really like uh, when they, uh, the hard rock bands of the 80s when they get interviewed because they just they didn't give a fuck man they were really yeah. on drugs yeah they were really fucked you up know, like yeah. some of them were really on drugs yeah, yeah. that guy's high as shit on cocaine <laughs> he's got a very interesting perspective about what's going on tonight and so i think that's super hilarious so if you haven't seen that clip go look for that tom snyder clip with kiss because um uh, peter chris and uh ace freely are the only ones that are uh actively enjoying themselves you know paul stanley and uh gene simmons they're kind of getting pissed yeah. that, you know, they're having fun and they're breaking character and so forth. And I'm just like, you know, you're fucking kiss. Who takes you seriously? Everybody, the comic books take us seriously. And, up, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I'm just feeling nostalgic. Mm -mm. Yeah. I've feeling nostalgic. I feel like the Ozzy Osbourne show was better than the one with Gene Simmons, too. Maybe he is like a fucking square, like a rocker square. Like the Ozzy Ozzy, like you could tell he did like way too many drugs oh, back yeah. in the day, and now he's kind of like definitely like, tell now. Yeah. He's like kind of like fucked up just in general in his mind. And you're like watching his kids like explain to him like you remember when I was 14, right? And you're like, no, yeah, no, oh, oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> birthday parties, yes, Birth yes, with families, yeah, party. okay, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? The other guy's kind of yeah. I guess he is kind of fucking serious now that you pointed that out. He is like... That's what I mean. Sometimes... sometimes not the out-of-control rocker that the 80s rockers were, though. Well, I think there's a certain musicians that just transform into cartoon characters. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne turned into a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. uh, Snoop Dogg turned yeah. into a cartoon 100%. character. 100%. And so it's like a living cartoon character. It's like every every now and then you see Snoop come along, he sticks his head and goes, shoop doop I'm smoking weed. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's his shtick, you know? You just see him at all sorts of random shit where you wouldn't expect him to be like, what is Snoop doing at the White House? He's like, smoking weed. <laughs> like, Barack. How the fuck you get this job? Yeah, how did he get that job? He's, like, He's a cartoon character. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to explain it. So what uh, else you got? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm feeling nostalgic. I think it was because I heard a Bobby Brown song the other day that sparked it. It's like, uh, can't sleep at night. I toss and turn. Listening for the telephone. When I get your call, I'm all shook up. Can't believe you called my home. Anyway, so I was what like... What are you listening to that you heard that on? Just like... The yeah, radio? Yeah, the radio. Wow. Someone puts it on sometimes at work. And I, oh, oh yeah, 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 that's right. But um, I was thinking about how different it was in the 80s with the phone. It was like, oh my God, he's just sitting by the phone waiting for somebody to call him instead of you know mm. what we do nowadays. Uh, and then there was another song, a heart song. Uh, that classic hit alone where he goes, I wonder where you are tonight. 
No answer on the telephone. Right. So, like, there was a time back before cell phones where you call somebody, you didn't get no answer. You're like, they're not home. I don't know where the hell, hell they could be. They could have joined the French there. National Legion or something like that, French Foreign Legion. Yeah. For all you know. Back then, you could seriously ghost people. <laughs> you could seriously ghost people. 100%. Um, yeah, so there was no G- G- GPS apps or anything back then, and so they can, quote, run out for a pack of cigarettes yeah. and never see them again. It's like, you can't do that these days, you know? It's a lot harder to disappear these days. You could. You just have to get a new cell phone number. Yeah, <laughs> you get a burner. People in entertainment, though, I mean, that, that would be a harder thing. That's what I always say when people are like, oh, you didn't answer my phone call. I'm like, you know there where I was at. Like, mm-hmm. it's on my Facebook right there. Like, I'm going to be at so-and-so on Saturday. Like, right. You knew where I was at, so it's not. Nowadays, it is way different. Back then, though, that is crazy because if you weren't home, you didn't get the call. And also, like, it could be emergencies, too. Not even just people ghosting yep. you. But you're like, hey, I really need to fucking talk to you. Yeah, and in you an, couldn't even. In like, an emergency, you'd have sit, someone sitting there on the phone dialing a phone number over and over again. Waiting for you to get home, yeah. and then you figure out once you got home, yeah. you were just doing your daily shit. Yeah, I've been calling every 15 minutes. Yeah. You see that in those old 70 TV shows. I've been trying to get a hold of them and calling every 15 minutes. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to do that these days. And that was also way easier to get away with stuff. I was telling people, I was like, man, I missed back in the old days, like, when it would be easier to still like, oh, we didn't live then, but I'm like, man, you know how much easier it would be to like rob a train or something back in the day? Oh, yeah, or before murder somebody, cameras, before cameras, yeah. Everywhere. I was like, man, fucking mm-hmm. cameras ruining everything, man. It used Can't to be get like away with murder anymore. super easy to get away with crimes, yeah, man. I feel like I just lost my opportunity to do crime because well, that's what I mean. It's like I'd be really good at crime if it wasn't for cameras. Do you have more respect for serial killers today or more respect for serial killers in the 70s? It's not even killers, bank robbers. I have yeah. more respect for bank robbers today that can get away because how in the fuck. You know what I mean? 1977, you would if I'd have been alive, bro. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I might have done it like once or twice, tried it out because you know, just the it was way 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 yeah, different back the, then. The cameras and the whole system of like, meh. yeah. And then I I remember the scene from Hot Tub Time Machine, where, uh-huh. where the kid meets <laughs> he meets the girl and she's dancing and stuff like that. And he asks for her email and she goes, "What's that?" And he goes, right. "How about a phone number?" And it's like, "I'm at my friend's house." And it's like, "I don't know the number." And he goes, "Uh." Well, how do I get in touch with you? And he's like, you come find me. Yeah. And he's like. That's exhausting. That sounds so exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. It was exhausting back then. You remember you'd get a girl's number back before that, and she's like, give you your number. She'll tell it to you. She's 555-1234. Five, 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 and he's like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you're just saying that number over and over to yourself. 555-1234. 555-1234. 555-1234. Over and over again, while you're physically on a mission, a single-purpose mission to find a pen, um, a pencil, a crayon, fucking lipstick, and a napkin. You're looking for anything so you can write this number down. Today, you just hand a girl your phone. You type, type your number in. Yeah. I was about to say, I was alive during papers, so they used to just write it down, but... That I mean, that shit used to be that used to be a thing for real. Because you'd have to call too, and then talk to someone's parents. Yeah, and you'd have to talk to their. They parents, would yeah. their parents answer the phone. They're like, uh, is Jessica there? Yeah, is Jessica there? Uh, yeah, like who the fuck is yeah, this? Who is this? Twelve years yeah, old. What church she go to? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, that is very. It's very funny because I guess now you don't because if you give somebody your phone number now, it is most likely a cell phone. I don't think okay. people really have house phones. 
Yeah. We're like that. Not is... really. People ignore their landline now. Yeah, if you everything's even on have your cell phone. Yeah. Like I don't even know why you would need one. Cause... Some people have one for an emergency, but then they still have the uh, remote control one. Your cell phone is for an emergency. It's like that's why <laughs> you fucking need to talk to me. I have this thing in my pocket. Well, computers taking over. Anyway, um, so uh, that's just my advice to you, incel guys. It's like back in the eighties, uh, you know, it was way harder. To mac on chicks. It was way harder to get a number. It was way harder to pursue a woman, to woo a, woo a woman like a gentleman should, because you didn't have this kind of connectivity that we have today. It was way more personal. Yeah, and it was like way we more said, personal. Like you had to go talk to somebody's parents. Yeah, talk to somebody's like, parents. Before yeah, you yeah. even talk to her, you're like, oh, I have to call your house. Exactly. Or her little brother picks up, and, <laughs> yeah. and he's a douche. You know, and so <laughs> who's this trying to get some from my sister? Yeah, exactly. Nerd. They would do that. Yeah, <laughs> nerd. You're like fucking. Give me, you know she's damn got, phone. You know she's got cooties. It's like, yeah, I used to ride the bus with you in fifth grade, Nick. You're not that cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just random conversations yeah. you had with you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So Fuck you, those, Tommy. Give yeah. me phone. <laughs> so, so for you guys out there who think that it's way harder these days to get with women because. uh you know, things are different these days, you know, but remember, um, yeah, it's easier, easier than ever these days to court a woman. Um, sure. The internet has made us a little lazy, but you'd never have to lay in bed, tossing and turning, listening for the telephone. All right. Now you can just lurk on their Facebook or Instagram and allay your anxiety that way. You just sleep and wait for the phone to vibrate. Yep. Wake you up. Anyway, let's take a little pause. Nick froze. Nick's frozen. Reboot, buddy. Reboot. We're back. Nice. Yep, we're back. All right. Welcome with the camera. So, uh, hey, you remember those big white plastic things that were on like CDs and cassette tapes in the record store? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they were like two and a half feet long. It's had this. Uh, it's secured in it. It was a little tiny cassette tape. Or CD sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on what era you were shopping in. Yeah. You're there in Suncoast or whatever. It's like it's, a double CD case. Like half it was just a handle. Sam Goody or wherever yeah, you Yeah, Best Buy. Shopping. And uh, yeah, there'd be people in there. They're going to, they want to buy like three or four different cassette tapes. And they're sitting there with these, uh, <laughs> they look like giant purse handles yeah. for a cassette tape. And the whole concept is, is that they designed this very tiny medium for uh playing music and it was excellent. Everyone used tapes and stuff like that. Cause they're way smaller than eight tracks, way small, way smaller um, than records. And the idea is that you could be able to put something in your pocket, but if you could put something in your pocket, then it gets stolen. Right. And so that's why they invented these big long plastic things. So you couldn't, you know, shove one in your pocket without a big, like uh, plastic thing sticking out two feet yeah. from your pocket. 100. I think even before that they had, um, when you bought an eight track, um, it had it had the eight track in the center, and it had a large cardboard box around it, so you couldn't. It, it, so it was like uh, four times the size of a eight track cassette on its own, mm. but it's something you couldn't shove down your pants or anything like that. Right. And so I was wondering, it's like you know, um, the reason why they came up with all this stuff is because so many people were stealing music, stealing cassette tapes, stealing eight tracks, uh, records. Obviously, a lot harder to steal. Yeah, you'd have to walk in there with like a briefcase, like a big briefcase or something like that, one of those artist artist portfolio things. Yeah, you'd have to have something clever to. Steal you'd have to have something clever to steal some LPs. Yeah, 
I don't know. You'd have to have a very shapely body already to be able yeah. to stick it in your shoe. Yeah, 45s, I imagine, were probably easier. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, man, what are those businesses doing nowadays? <laughs> 45s? <laughs> no, businesses that made... You know how much money they were killing it making these cassette tapes, non-stealers. <laughs> and then come five, seven years later, CDs come out. And you're like, there are no cassette tape stealers anymore. Well, the fuck are those companies making? Well, now? I'll tell you what happened. It's like Napster came around. Yeah, people said, "Whoa, it's way easier to steal music this way." Yeah, you know, and so because uh, everyone was taking their cassette tapes, they were taking their CDs, ripping them, putting them on on the internet. Yeah, and so uh, it's funny because uh, they come up with all these all these ways to try to discourage people from stealing. Right, but they can't stop it. And it's like people are still doing it today. People it, still stealing. Yeah. Copying files, ripping files, and so forth. Oh, they've been doing it, dude. That was the biggest thing after cassettes left, was to get that mixed CD. You, everybody knew one person who had, which is always funny, too, to me, is because it wasn't the kid who had it. Somebody's dad had that. Right. Somebody's dad had the illegal download. You're like, oh, shit, I got Napster. And you're like, my dad has Napster. You're like, well, your I dad's remember... stealing music? And you're like, yeah, I can burn you any CD you want. Well, I remember, yeah. I remember with my friends... Uh, particularly back in the cassette days, because, you know, you'd get those, like, a dollar for six blank cassette tapes and right. stuff like that. And so... The uh, double radio yeah, player. <laughs> exactly. And so um, my friends would coordinate. It's like, well, you know, I only get $5 a week for my allowance or whatever. And so by next week, I'll be able to buy an album. And we'll discuss it as a group. It was like, which album to buy, uh -huh. you know? And then we'll just make copies. Someone goes and buys it, and then we'll just make copies for everyone. Right. And then, you know, next week it's it's my turn. And I go in and we discuss what, what album to buy, and then we all get a copy. Right. Not that you should do that, because that's very illegal. Don't do that. I mean, I don't think anybody's doing that anymore. They're not, everybody's, everybody's they're not lock, Spotify now or They're something. not locking up people for mixtapes, huh? I don't think so. But I'm just saying, even, like, with the thing, like, when people say that about, like, like, I have unlimited Spotify, so if you drop an album, I just look it up, like... I listened. I wanted to hear it. I don't even have to buy it. Like, you already pay for the service, so they just, like, you can listen to somebody's album, so but they I, get a play for but what it. Do you, but what do you pay for that? It's like 13 bucks or something a month. See, that's that's the thing about it, is that... Um, you don't even have to buy albums. You remember how much CDs used oh, yeah. to cost? $21 20 bucks, yeah, or 20, something. 20 bucks and so. 17 oh. if, if they had the dual double mix, you didn't know the deluxe edition for 24 two yeah. CDs. Double, double disc set, yeah. Yeah. It's thirteen bucks. You just listen to anything. Anybody's new album that comes out that's on Spotify, just uh, heard it. You know, if you like it, you can download it. But I believe that they get paid anyway, like whether yeah. I listen to it or not. So it's like yeah. a very weird system now. It's just not the same anymore, man. Nah, that used to be a thing. Making mixtapes used to mix be like tapes, the coolest tapes, fucking thing. Yeah. Like. Can you get me all the all my favorite songs on one thing? Is like having your own radio station. Well, um, there like your friend would make this like he's like I made this awesome rock mixtape of like all my favorite rock songs and right. stuff like that. And he goes, you, if you want to borrow it, you can. And then you'd sit there and you listen to his tape and you're just like, who who is that song? Who did that song? The one that goes da da, da you know? And he's like, oh, that's you know Queensrÿche or something like that. And you're just mm. like, oh, well, now I'm, I'm going to check out Queensryche and, right. you know, realize they suck. And so <laughs> one, one good song doesn't make a band great. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, back in the day it did, though. <laughs> that was how it was. It was anything on the radio. That was the thing, though, too, was listening to the radio 
until you heard the song. Like you like you knew it was gonna yeah. play. Or even watching MTV when they did oh, videos, yeah. you're like, they only play like they're definitely twenty gonna, videos at some point in this hour. Play, they're gonna they're play. definitely playing November Rain at some yeah, point. Yeah, you're like, I can't. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch the whole hour because they're gonna play it and. You'd be waiting, though, to hear. There was no YouTube and shit where, like, you had to watch or listen to the radio. You have the VCR hooked up, and you, start, the, and you make your mixed VCR tape. I was say, make your videos. own. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of VJs, which I guess is probably maybe why the market is... I still have I still have sex dreams about Tabitha Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Well, this is not Carson Daly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, oh. Let's go into a quick mailbag real quick. All right. Yeah. Um, so I got this email from this uh, B. Shapiro fella. Uh, he says, why not change your YT cha- YouTube channel to, quote, Shock Monkey Radio? Quote, the madman lowercase is too esoteric. Well, here's my response to you, sir. I, I think you're too serious and your voice needs work. Like Gavin McGinnis said, you need bourbon, cigars, and screaming into a pillow to make your voice more audio friendly. Jerk. Uh, so on an unrelated topic, I'm thinking of changing the name of my YouTube channel uh, <laughs> to Shock Monkey Radio. So uh, if you have any questions or comments about that, uh, uh, just email me at madmanfxbgpr.com so I can quit talking to myself. Let's do it. Yeah, and I won't, I won't call you out like I will this uh, Shapiro fellow. What did he say? He said it's too what? Esoteric. I don't even know what that word means. Uh, hard it as hard to understand or hard to get. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. These words that I don't understand, I take that as disrespect. Oh, really? So I'm going, well, I think who that, is this guy? I Where think he that, at? I think that makes you recalcitrant. <laughs> recalcitrant, man, I drink plenty of milk. No <laughs> <laughs> fart at all. Yeah, <laughs> fine, yeah. I don't have recalcitrant. You know, we were talking about the VHS tapes earlier, and uh, I, was, I, I remember something I did. Um, my... Uh, Guns N' Roses' Patience. It was like one of my favorite songs back in like, you know, late 80s. Uh-huh. And um, the VJ said, uh, Patience will be up right after this break. And I was just like, oh, damn, I got to record the video. Right. right. And so I just, I started rummaging through video cassettes that we had there. We didn't have any blank ones. So I grabbed my sister's copy of Annie. All right. Oh, man. And it was, it was, it's been halfway watched before and then it was put away. So it was uh-huh. like in the middle of the tape somewhere. And so as the, the song start to come up, I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm shoving it into the VCR, hit and record, right? Oh, man. <laughs> My sister still brings this shit up to this day. <laughs> you ruined Annie. It was, like, it was like a month later where she's sitting there watching it. She rewound it and started watching Annie. And all of a sudden, it just breaks in the middle of like this one part. And boom, it's Guns, Guns N' Roses, Roses Patience video. <laughs> this, is, this is not tomorrow. This is not tomorrow. So she she still busts my balls over that this to this day, and she has every right to. I was an idiot back then. She probably loves that song there too. <laughs> Tomorrow I love Guns N' Roses. Oh, don't know. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, just patience out of nowhere. Yeah. Anyway, so I got a little section set aside here for Nick's picks. I don't have nothing to talk about. Nothing important. There we go. I'm just messing with you. Um, got, All right. What do we got this week? Um, something we didn't. Uh, Dave Chappelle got the um, Mark Twain Award. The Mark Twain Award. If you guys haven't checked that out, definitely go yeah, I've look seen it yet. at um, just his response to it. Hilarious um, interview. Also, super humble guy. Uh, very funny comedian, but also is spreading the message 
that comedians are comedians, which is a big message that everybody needs to understand. When people are making jokes, they're making jokes. And like he brought up in there, some people maybe... Some people are maybe racist or doing random sexual acts with people and things like that, but it doesn't take away from the people who are not doing that comedic opinion on something. So, like, I guess, you know, I guess the message is stop, like, treating comedian jokes as if they were the offenders, where, you know... Hey, you made a joke about racism. That doesn't make somebody a racist. You know what I mean? Like, right. hey, oh gosh, you know, and e- like, even if, like, not saying you should make jokes about rape, but if somebody made a joke about rape, doesn't mean they raped somebody. Like, yeah, it's rape, rape in and of itself is not funny. Right. But you know what I mean? If you didn't do it in some, if somebody's making, like, it's not a joke about you being raped. It's just a, a scenario. So, like, people got to take yourself out of joke situations where no one's talking about you right this is a fictional thing i'm talking about if i make a joke about rape this is not a thing that actually happened right about a doctor that doesn't exist in a whole like doctors can't get offended you made a joke about doctors if the doctor is not a real person if you're really talking about somebody that's one thing if you're not let that shit as a joke let it go stop putting yourself in a victim position whenever people are telling jokes yeah. it really don't it po- just kills the good mood vibe yeah. and like it's it's a joke is a joke yeah. don't wake up every morning looking for reasons to be offended yeah oh my gosh you're talking about they're not talking about you comedians are not talking about you and if they were they'll mention your name there's a couple you know good jokes even as we mentioned with Dave Chappelle when he said that he was like hey R. Kelly, I saw R. Kelly. He was mad. I made a song about pissing on people. He's like, how you going to make a video about pissing on people? He's like, how you going to make a video about pissing on people? Right. <laughs> you did it first. There ain't no punchline. Yeah, you really made the video, which is, you know what I mean? The, hypothetically, though, making fun of a situation is not making fun of victims. And that's a big thing, I think. Um, we've been talking about this week. It's just com- comedy and shit like that. And Dave Chappelle also brought it up with that uh, this Mark Twain acceptance thing about just like kind of like let jokes be jokes, man. Stop well, I mean, fucking that's an excellent it. award to 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 take to accept and say something like that about because uh, Mark Twain was saying stuff that was pissing people off. You know? Yeah, oh, everybody. Dude, we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. They killed everybody back in the day who had something interesting or smart to say. Oh, yeah. You're a witch. You're a wizard. You fucking yeah. doing magic. You're weird, yeah. You fucking you like he's actually just really smart. And then all of those people's stuff nowadays is the shit that's in the books that we read about. You're like, oh, uh, you know, what was Michelangelo doing? Like he's painting shit, or you know, Da Vinci. Like hey, he thought he's a fucking wizard. We tried to kill his ass twelve times, like because he was studying yeah, math. Did they imprison him? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, you do you know too much math, and you're like, you know how much smarter humankind would be if we didn't just kill <laughs> throw him that? in jail. He's too good at yeah, math. Fucking motherfuckers killing people. They killed Jesus. You're like, oh, he's healing people. Kill that motherfucker. They <laughs> <laughs> doing weird magic and shit. The fuck you like, dude? I'm healing people. I'm saving people. Yeah, I can save people. Oh, fuck that. You kill that motherfucker. <laughs> Normal people can't save people. Most, yeah, most people just walk. I away. know the doctor in town. Yeah, he just usually hits you with a rock or some shit at this point. Oh my god! So yeah, he's just killing her. Oh, fucking learning about gravity, kill him. Elon Musk, fucking uh, Bill Gates. 
Uh, I guess they already yeah. got Steve Jobs, but and all just, of them would have been just would have been killed. Yeah, hundred yeah, years just, ago, two hundred years ago. Yeah, Elon Musk sending fucking spaceships up there by himself. They're like, fuck that guy. They killed dude. just for we- being weird. You know? Yeah, was he starting a car that drives by itself? Was fucking he, witchcraft. Yeah, was he smoking pot with Joe Rogan? What's up yeah. with that? <laughs> witchcraft. Joe Rogan too. Yeah, believing in all that shit. Yeah, Joe Rogan. We just wanted to witch. see you. Yeah, we just wanted to see you call hey, MMA man. fights, man. Hey, man, you ever tried DMT? Witch, it's a witch. You got an opinion? <laughs> Fuck your opinion. It's a witch. <laughs> okay. Right. So, let's take a pause before we do the news worth knowing, okay? All right. Let's get into the news worth knowing. Um, so, a group challenges Space Force's use of a Bible in swear- swearing-in ceremony. Uh-oh. All right, this article is kind of poorly written, so uh, try to follow it as best you can. <laughs> All right, um, a group that focuses on preserving the separation of church and state in the military is fuming, fuming over the newly formed Space Force, uh, using a Bible to swear in its first chief of space operations. <laughs> that would be awesome. Anyway, the decision to, to use an official Bible to swear in General John Raymond, uh, the leader of the sixth branch of the military, is under fire from the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. The Washington National Cathedral held a ceremony Sunday to bless a King James Version uh, of the Bible donated to Raymond by the Museum of the Bible in Washington, which was uh, used, was, which was to be used in Tuesday's swearing-in ceremony. The Reverend Carl Wright, the Episcopal Church Bishop uh, Suffragan of Armed Services and Federal Ministries, offered the blessing as Major General Stephen Shayek, Air Force Chief of uh, Chaplains, held the Bible, according to the Washington Post. The ceremony also included a blessing for President Trump, who pushed for the creation of the Space Force and was mocked, first mocked for it. Quote, Almighty God, who set, who set the planets in their course and their stars in space, Wright said, look with favor, we pray you, upon the commander-in-chief, the 45th president of this great nation, who looked to the heavens and dared to dream of a safer future for all mankind. The, the blessing outraged the MRFF, which sent a formal complaint to the Defense Secretary Mark Esper yesterday. Uh, MRFF is dedicated to ensuring that members of the armed forces have religious freedom and that their First Amendment rights are protected. The group, quote, condemns in as full-throated a manner as humanly possible the shocking and repulsive display of the most vile, exclusivist, fundamentalist, Christian, uh, supremacy, dominance, triumphal, triumphalism, and exceptionalism. What? An exceptionalism, yeah. Mike Weinstein Founder and president of MRFF wrote in a statement on Monday. Weinstein. Mad about a Bible thing, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't want well, to be racist, but probably sounds like a Jewish guy. You're, yeah, that sounds racist. <laughs> well, I mean, but the most, Jewish guy is mad about the Bible. I mean, you know you swear in the president on the Bible. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you've ever been any, in military, Any public office. If you any ever, public God, office. God, country, corps is the military, is literally the Marine Corps God, country, corps. God is first. <laughs> country, corps, they... Uh, Actually, it's honor, courage, commitment. Well, I mean, if you want to... If you ask me. If, yeah, but you're in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, I think the Navy's is better. Than the the Navy, uh, obviously, the military is... Uh, the Marine Corps is a branch of the Navy in general, so... Yeah. Yeah. It comes out, but still, but that is their thing. But I'm just saying, like, the... Most of our military and government stuff, our money says in God we trust. Yeah. Why are you like you're upset about a Bible swear about a space force? At that, yeah. Yeah. how dare you bless a Bible before you go out into space and start a 
Well, it's just so a space army. It's so angry. It's like why? Why are you so mad at Jesus? Why are you so mad at Christianity? You already killed him. This is a this is a, Weinstein. <laughs> you're the see now you're getting racist. No, it's not racist. <laughs> Stereotypes. The uh, that's facts also. Well, the Jewish thing people killed Jews. Yeah, they I voted for it. Up. I guess. I mean, the I Romans make, asked. Yeah. They put them on the cross. Romans asked. Is like, who do you want, Jesus or Barabbas? And they like put them yeah. on the cross. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Definitely killed his ass. Anyway, um. <laughs> But it was the Romans that led them at sword point. Anyway, it's, it's um, everyone's fault. <laughs> really broke up my chain of thought here. Nah, right? dude, it's a space force, man. Are you mad that the space force is getting blessed in by the Bible? Why is that? Is your biggest concern? Yeah, I mean about the space that, force. Is that's that... what I mean. There's a ton of people who are angry at Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people who are angry at Christianity. I was listening to um, uh, some old Joe Rogan episodes. And uh, particularly where he's talking about religion, you know, Joe Rogan, there's this anger inside of him mm-hmm. because he was raised Catholic. Right. Jeez, you know? uh, I've never met a Catholic that's pissed off at religion before. <laughs> and with like a particular zeal and hatred of like religion. Right. And there's an element of that to even Joe Rogan's opinion about religion. Even Ricky Gervais's. Right. Uh, well, he doesn't believe pretty I much know. at all. Yeah. And so, but there's a little bit of anger. There's a hint of anger there. And, uh, it's like it's like I don't know how Jesus wronged you. Yeah, a nun a nun can wrong you, but Jesus doesn't wrong you. Yeah. All right. If you think he's fictional, then how could he wrong you? So <laughs> Well, that's the biggest thing I always tell people about religion in general is that regardless if you believe who Jesus was, like, oh, he was the son of God or not, he was one hundred percent a real fucking person. Yep. Like, that is just a fact in history. Like, he definitely was alive, and they definitely killed his ass. And that, if if you believe nothing else, that 100% is a fact. That has nothing to do with the Bible. That is just a fact in history. All the people. That guy was alive. Of the, like, we killed him. Half of 1% of people who knew how to write in Judea Mm -hmm. back then. They didn't pick some random dude out of a crowd and say, we're going to write about this one guy. Right. He had to have been doing or saying something interesting for people to be writing about him. But that's what I'm saying. But he was, without a doubt, whether or not you believe he's the son of God or not, that fool was alive. There was a guy named Jesus who was alive in whatever time that was. But that's what people are like, Jesus isn't real. I'm like, well, 100% a real person. You could... You know, dispute the stories yeah, and I things mean, like that. But would, like, yeah, I would love to argue religion with Joe Rogan. It's not, yeah, it's not Bay. even, but that has nothing to do with religion. It's just that person is a it's, person. He, he was Whether really, or not you believe he was, or if he's magic, a or messiah, or the son of God, or yeah, magic. He was a guy that was alive for thirty-three years at this point in time, which is a fact in history. Just we all know. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. As to being next, a queen or king or whatever. Let's move on to this next story here. <laughs> Uh, so Twitter is split on Vince Vaughn shaking hands with Donald Trump. People saying they are triggered by an actor. <laughs> uh, a video of actor Vince Vaughn talking and shaking hands with President Trump has sparked intense debate on social media as users, users leap to either defend or lambast the 49-year-old star. Vaughn, a self-described libertarian who has supported Republican candidates in the past, was seen talking to the president in a private box during the national championship game on Monday in New Orleans as First Lady Melania Trump sat between them. The video was uploaded by former Deadspin employee Timothy Burke, who captured it. Quote, I am very sorry to have to share this video with you. All of it, every part of it. So I don't know if you've followed the news like I do, but there's this video of uh, Vince Vaughn talking and shaking hands with Trump. 
Um, it didn't take long for users on Twitter to jump in and insult the actor and apparently, uh, and is apparently friendly terms, terms with Trump. Here's a tweet from Barbara Mills. Um, all of you saying, calm down. Va- Vaughn is shaking the hand of a man who is hell-bent on destroying not just our democracy, but our survival in the world community for his personal benefit. Wake up! Uh, another tweet from Long Slow Death of the UK. Uh, shame to see Vince Vaughn so casually sit with a known traitor, terrorist, and rapist with a smile on his face. But then we know how heavily shielded Trump is from any human being with a spine, so it's probably not too shocking. People are dicks. Donald Trump didn't rape anybody. Right. I don't know of any raping. No one's ever... I mean, as much as shit as people have said about him, I've never heard anybody claim that he actually raped them. He did say the grab him by the pussy, which is one of my favorite lines of all time, but I've never actually... Like, that's... How would you go that far? Which is the thing. Where you don't like somebody, do you just make shit up about them? Where you like... He touched Trump. He does a lot of shit that is questionable... That you could actually point but, out. Yes. You're going to like make one they up do to make, oh, well, They do make stuff up. I don't like he bombed somebody in the thing, which is something he did. Like, and he rapes people. And you're like, well, I don't think he rapes people, too. I just think he's... Anyway, uh, there's this one tweet from this person, Red Slayer of Blue Checkmarks. Nice name. Nice. Uh, it says, Gap, a, a celebrity being civil to the president. Say it isn't so. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of longer tweets here. Donald Trump is a celebrity also, though. That's a big thing. That's people right. People know who he Like, he was a celebrity before he was president. So that's, people that's right. know who he well, is. Well, here's, here's the point, is that um, when you're so money that the cameras are on you and Vince Vaughn shows up, the reason why the cameras were there was not because Vince Vaughn was there. Mm-hmm. All right? It's because it's a national if, championship football game. It's because, well, it's a national championship fo- football game. And it's not like... That's why the president was there. Exactly. <laughs> it's so... That's not why the cameras were there. And the reason why the cameras were pointed on Trump and not Vince Vaughn, you know, Vince Vaughn had to walk into frame. It looks, seems to me like Vince Vaughn's trying to get some, uh, some glom, some uh, publicity off of the, uh, the commander-in-chief, you know what I'm saying? He could have been, he's been sitting in his box for a while going, man, Trump comes in and everyone cares. You know, I just walk right through the gate and everyone's like, oh, hi, I love swingers, you know? They have to do it. I think Vince Vaughn's probably more popular than Donald Trump. I don't think so popular wise like that people would like rather see Vince Vaughn I don't think that Donald Trump even the people that like him I think get to go to his rallies but like I don't like even like him walking into a national championship game like Donald Trump doesn't walk into a national championship game they they came in in the back through the bottom and the whole like people they don't really get to interact with people like Vince Vaughn people see that fool they like him yeah he did that. That's what I'm saying. More popular, like where you actually get to speak to the people. Not saying that people like. Well, maybe I guess a lot of people don't like Trump either. But I mean, you would definitely talk to him. But either way, all of them are there, outshadowed by the fact that it's a national championship game. Which right. is that is why ever. That's why all the cameras are there. No right. one gives a shit if Vince Vaughn's there or, or Donald or Trump. Trump. They're Donald like, Trump. who the fuck? They're like, yeah, it's who's a football game. game. Yeah, who's gonna win the game? Kids that don't get paid are fucking playing for a lot of money right now. <laughs> And they, I don't want to get They off changed it, but yeah, yeah they just yeah, changed that's it. That's yeah. not a thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go on to the next story. Cruising right through. Uh, two General Motors engineers arrested for street racing in 2020 Chevrolet Corvettes. Nice. <laughs> right? I'll be damned if I'm going to be an engineer on this thing and not drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. 
They got no tags. They're like, these cars are fucking prototypes. All right, the 2020 Corvette Stingray isn't even in production yet, but the high-performance sports car is already on the wrong side of the law. Two General Motors employees were arrested and cited for street racing near GM's Bowling Green, Kentucky factory on January 8th. Police clocked Alexander Thim and Mark Durkatz going 100 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. Like, that's it? He said that Thim hit 120 miles at one point, and the cars were presumably pre-production vehicles being used for development. Automotive, uh, Automobile Magazine reported, reported that the two men were our engineers for the automaker. Uh, GM spokesperson told the magazine it was aware of the incident and is investigating. <laughs> what a fucking, that cop is a dick, dude. How yeah. do you write a ticket after you're like, these are prototypes, we're racing? Right. That is an excuse for still, racing a car, still, especially right. a Corvette in yeah. America. Hey, man, we're racing these prototypes. You're like, hell yeah. All right, rock on, brother. Take them back or something. But how okay. are you going to get everybody in trouble? Apparently, a third Corvette was present, but was not involved in the infraction. So I wonder. The fucking Jerry down yeah. here. Fucking loser. I don't want to race. Yeah. We can't get in trouble, he guys. Out. He's like, I'm not going over the speed limit. Come on, Jack. And he's sitting there with his hands on his hips and they're getting arrested. I told you. Charge signal on. Anyway, Thim and, and two. Yeah, Thim and Durkatz were released on a $1,000 bond after being booked for racing on a public highway, reckless driving and speeding. See, dick cop, man. That's what I'll say. Awesome employees, because why would you not? Why would you not? You have to. Absolutely. Why and would you that's not? why you made it, if you made it public, now you got us all in trouble. But, like, come on, man. Well, here's the point, is that. They're still going to take the information. It's like uh, they're going to go back to the in- in- other engineers. They're going to call them, come up to the prisons, get on the phones, you know. What was the performance? Hey, that shit was really slow on third See, gear. We yeah, need to get a little bit switched. The, trans- the transition to fifth was kind of kind of rough. Kind of rough. And uh, 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 the, the back end starts swaying at over 110. Yeah, we need <laughs> 100. Add a little bit of weight so it doesn't swing exactly. like that. Uh, yeah, don't want to spin out. We got some good data in here. Also, can you tell my wife I'm not going to be able to pick the kids up from school tomorrow? That's, uh, <laughs> that's why they're released on bond, because I guarantee you GM came in there. It's like they have valuable information. We're paying that bond. Hmm. <laughs> but how fast did the car go in fourth gear? <laughs> just discuss it. Yeah, you, just, you drove the car 170 miles an hour in a hundred. And how was the handling at around 160? Did it, did it still have the positive traction? Was it still right. working? Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Also, does GM not have a track? A closed track? Yeah, I would think they would. Yeah, right? But maybe they're bored of it. They're just like... That's what I'm saying, dude. That's fun. Or it could be that their tracks, their testing tracks are like ovals, like NASCAR tracks or something like that, and they want a straightaway. How's your dumbass, though, get caught taking the cars out, dude? That actually has got to be... That's the point. If there were three Corvettes there, there's somebody. Uh, somebody said, "Go do this." Three. Yeah, right? I was going to say, yeah, y'all went out to like, oh, we're gonna go test these new Corvettes out. Somebody signed off on that. They had to. Okay. Uh, somebody knew for mm-hmm. sure, which is funny because but why wouldn't you? If not, if somebody didn't know, that's even funnier. Just <laughs> one scared guy and two guys just gunning it down. We're racing down I-95. This fucking new Corvette. Like, yeah, these engineers look up from their computers. They rub their eyes. It's like, you guys, they're the two other guys in the room. And he's like, you guys want to go take a couple Corvettes and just go driving? So the numbers yeah. say we could hit about 170. You think, you think we could do it? What do you think? Yeah, let's go see. Only one way to find out. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> Three guys, they're they're wearing uh their their like tech coats too. Still, oh, yeah. they're, they're they're racing coats, yeah, with the absolutely. white coats on. 
He's got a clipboard in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Taking notes. It took me 15 minutes to get pulled over, actually. It's very... <laughs> That's uh... the kind of data they're trying to get. You could speed in this car for a good 15, 20 minutes before you get pulled over. All right, let's take another pause real quick. All right, so far so good on the video. Um, let's go to the next story. T- uh, Texas online gamer saves a UK teen who had a seizure. Uh, British, t- uh, British teen who had a seizure while playing an online game with a Texas woman earlier this month was reportedly saved when his opponent alerted first responders from thousands of miles away. Aiden Jackson, 17, was talking with Dia Lathora, 20, uh, from his home in Widnes, England, when he began feeling ill, the BBC reported. Lathora told the Liverpool Echo newspaper she heard what she thought was Jackson having a seizure through her headset and began searching for a number to alert emergency responders. Excuse me. Uh, Quote, when he didn't respond, I instantly started to look up the emergency number for the EU, uh, Lathora said. When that didn't work, I just had to hope for, I, I had to hope the non-emergency number would work. Excuse me. It had an option to talk to a real person, but I can't tell you how quickly I clicked that button. Uh, Jackson's parents weren't aware of what was happening in, uh, to their son until authorities showed up at the home. Quote, the next thing we noticed was uh, two police cars outside, were two police cars outside, with flashing lights, Jackson's mother, Caroline, told the news outlet. I assumed they they were, see, he used it right there. I assumed they were in the area for another reason, and they ran up to the front, and then they ran up to the front door. They said there was an unresponsive mail at the address. Uh, we, we said we hadn't called anyone, and they said the call came from America. America! Yeah. Um, wow. Um, uh, Jackson, who had been studying photography and graphics in college, was taken to the hospital... Uh, the Echo reported. Um, he had a seizure in May 2019 and was hospitalized for a week. He is waiting for a doctor's appointment uh, following his most recent episode. He is reportedly doing well. British medicine. Uh, seizures of sudden. Brits. Yeah. Seizures of sudden, uncontrolled. By the, you know what a seizure is, okay. Yeah. Uh, Caroline, they have half the paragraph explaining what a seizure is. Uh, Caroline Jackson thanked Lathora for getting her son medical attention. Dia had our address but didn't have any contact number. So it was amazing she managed to get help from so far away. Uh, I've spoken to her and expressed our thanks. I'm just glad she could help. So there's good things about the internet. Yeah. He can help somebody half a world away. That's kind of cool. That is. I mean, that's 100%. Because I, it could go left, which is funny. Because I guess a lot of times back in the day i mean shit like that's happened before where it's gone left where you're like yo the kid could have died or, yeah, you, you have the seizure I mean? in the room nobody knows nobody His even parents knew. didn't even know so yeah. that we well, yeah that's a thing where you're like hey just that that over connection which i will hesitantly say maybe computers are good they have their good uses and bad uses yeah, just like everything you know. every invention that humans have ever created right yeah sometimes it's too much yeah. but in this case 100 percent I mean, that's dope. And also, maybe, like, without bashing video games, but, like, video games most likely might have given this kid a seizure based off of, like, you know what I mean? Maybe shouldn't play if this If you've game. ever watched, yeah, some of the games are like, oh, it got too flashy and set your ass off. Yeah. Which, you know. Absolutely. It can so, happen. It can happen. You know, the same thing, you know, the, the thing that was killing you saved you also. Shout out Sony or Xbox or whoever's got that. Communication system. Discord. Yeah. <laughs> They're on Discord. 
Well, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Uh, what I find is interesting is that they had uh, the the girl in Texas had the address. Uh-huh. So I, it just it means that they they had sent mail to each other or something before. Yeah, so, you can IP people. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like um, it it could have been possible that they they are friends and mm-hmm. they sent stuff to each other and so forth. And I don't know about you, but I've done that. You know. Uh, back before the internet, you know, I'm, uh, well, when the internet was first starting, you meet somebody on AOL and, you, of course. you know, you, 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 you uh, what's a cyber? ASL. Yeah. You get the, you, you cyber. sex location. Yeah. yeah. Let me know who you, you get, are. Let's have You some... cyber with a girl a couple of times. She sends you some pictures Let's and stuff like that. Let's have some fun. Yeah. You know. Come She's to like, find out it's now, a 35-year-old dude. Go over to my Twitch channel. Here's the password. You know. That is it. Is that a thing? I, yeah. <laughs> Damn. You know what Twitch is, right? No, nah, we're going to talk about it after we get off the air, though. Let me know. Okay. I heard about Backpage from one of my friends, too, so. <laughs> that <laughs> no, gone? That's gone now, isn't it? No, oh, but yeah, it's illegal now. Yeah. I guess, but. All right, so uh, let's go to this next story. A uh, man saves a baby and a young girl from a pit bull attack. A uh, Spring Valley, New York man is being hailed as a hero after stopping a pit bull from tearing apart a baby boy and his sister Tuesday afternoon. Forgive me, sir, for mispronouncing your name. Moshe Lefkowitz, a volunteer with the emergency services organization uh, Shevarim of Rockland, immediately rushed over to a one-year-old boy, one-year-old boy, in the arms of a sister who was being attacked. This sounds like this is in a Jewish community, a Orthodox Jew or... Shalom. From the picture, maybe Hasidic, I don't know. Um... The sister panicked and tried to free him, but the dog had locked its jaw on the child's clothing. Lefkowitz was able to take a knife, cutting the baby's clothing to save the children from the pit bull. More than 20 other volunteers responded. Do you think 19 people had to hold down this pit bull? Whew. Did I have a dog? Like, that's why I don't, I don't get it. But I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know, rabid dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, after Lefkowitz put out a call for help by 20 people, helped. Yeah. Um, Baby had a couple of bruises uh, from being thrown back and forth, but he and his sister escaped with no bites thanks to Lefkowitz's actions. A bystander, Aaron Ben Toiba, was attacked and bitten in the hand and arm before Chevron workers could pin down the dog. The Spring Valley Police Department also responded, and Toiba was uh, transported to hospital for surgery. Neighbors had complained for months to the police about the dog. Hamodia reports. Police are currently searching for information about the owner of the pit bull. They put him up on a, he's in the uh, animal shelter right yeah, now. Of course. Looking for the owner. Um, attack comes days after a neighboring community, Monsi, witnessed a horrific act of domestic terrorism as uh, when a man entered a home of a rabbi during a Hanukkah celebration and stabbed five people with a machete. The incident was part of a disturbing rise of anti-Semitic attacks around, surrounding New York City. That's what's funny is like somehow this, this story about a a, a, what? <laughs> a dog. Get, I just can't believe you just you nonchalantly transitioned that, and I loved that. But you were like, "This dog." That's, that's the point. Oh, somebody got stabbed five times. Exactly. You want to know what's funny about this? <laughs> like, just the fuck. You. I, what's funny about this is that <laughs> the way you just transitioned it is the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. Is that somebody got bit by a dog? Somebody got stabbed seven times. That's Same what thing. It, what's funny Let about it what's is funny. that the. News is not really covering this anti-Semitic attacks that are happening a lot lately. It's about a dog. Yeah. Out of control dog took 20 people. And it's the last paragraph 
of an article about two, uh, two Jewish people was, uh, or 20 Jewish people saving um, a couple kids from a pit bull. Yeah. This is, the only, this is where the you thing. see it in the news. They're not headlines. And I am not Jewish problem. at all. Neither are you. No, I'm not. But everybody can see that we're on this camera here. Both of us, me and you. You and I. Specifically, you and I, whatever, if you would like to have an English class here. If there was a dog attacking somebody else outside and you and I saw it, we could stop it. Yes. That, like, not no matter what size the dog is, just me and you, just yeah. two, human, two beings human beings could do it. Could have been like, oh no, there's a dog biting the neighbor. Yeah. Let's pull it off of there. 20 people, and that's the biggest story versus five people got stabbed. Yeah. I understand what you're saying 100%, but also, like, have you ever seen, like, in real life news people, have you seen a dog? Yeah. Yeah. Have you never just yelled at the dog? I mean, oh my gosh, the dog's gonna bite me! You're like, get out of here, dog! And they're like, all right, I yeah. guess now that you're yelling too loud, I'm scared because I'm a dog. Yeah. This is like, oh my gosh, the dog's. Like, if you're in there panicking, oh no, get off, yeah. Jerry! Of course, the dog's not gonna stop, dude. You yeah. have to scare the dog. You can't ask. You can yell at a dog to. You scare. can't ask a dog politely to stop treat. Chewing on the children. You just yell at it. You don't even have to hit it. You just yell really loud. Dogs respond to people yelling at Not them. Not all the time. But also, people don't respond to getting stabbed. And real people stab people. A dog is a dog. Why in the fuck? That is a just a nonchalant thing. Like, dogs are attacking Jewish people. Yeah. Uh, Anti-Semitics are attacking and, Jewish yeah, people, And by too. the way, somebody got Pit stabbed bulls. down the street. You know? Pit bulls and racists, you know, are, are anti-radicalists, are attacking Jewish people. Yep. Oh, there goes the video. But pit bulls and mainly, you know, fully pit bulls, though, are the biggest danger in the Jewish community in New York right now. Also, watch out for people being stabbed. Absolutely. Like, okay, so a stray dog versus <laughs> random people stabbings. I'll take the stray dog, man. Ugh, damn it. We got this uh we got about six minutes left. I got one more story. I'm just waiting for the video to come up again so we can uh Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. It went down. Yeah. Well, I mean we've got well, five minutes left. I mean it's still it held up. You know, I had one story. other funny story too that I forgot on Nick's picks, which yeah. was you know the Prince Harry decided to drop out of the royal yeah. family. Yeah. I I think that he saw the new reboot of Lion King and realized that he was Scar and not Simba. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Man, I'm never gonna be king. Well like, fuck this family, that's, man. That's point. I'm never gonna be king. <laughs> yeah. I heard that uh Burger King offered him a job. Yeah, his kids were out. It was like a thing, which yeah. that's why I was like, Yeah, he saw he saw the Lion King, man. It or it's was... possible he doesn't want to hang around the family that murdered his mother. Who uh, that's a that's a cruel barb here at the end of the show. We got one more story here. Um, vultures overrun Texas radio tower, cause communications headache for border patrol agents. Uh, these protesters are getting more and more organized. Uh, <laughs> uh, invading vultures have become a safety hazard near the U.S.-Mexico border, where a 320-foot radio tower is located. U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, is now asking for contractors for proposals to get rid of the uninvited birds with netting, according to reports. Uh, the agency owns a radio tower in Kingsville, Texas, that 300 vultures now call home. This is reported from The Hill. Uh, a, CBB, 
a Z C B P request for information says a population of vultures have built up and are roosting and nesting in the tower structure on the railings, catwalks, supports, and on rails and conduit throughout, according to the news outlet. Droppings mixed with urine are on all of the surfaces and throughout the interior of the tower where the workers are in contact with it, as well as on the areas below. Gross. Yeah, that's the vultures are pretty big size. Yes, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, Quartz, which broke its story on Friday, quoted a CBP spokesperson saying that the vultures will often defecate and vomit. Don't forget, vultures vomit uh, from their roost onto buildings below in the houses, uh, the employees, and equipment. Quote, there are antidotes about the birds dropping prey from a height of 300 feet. Vultures do that. Uh, creating a terrifying and dangerous situation for those concerned. Just walking around, this rabbit or fox falls out of the sky. <laughs> Half a deer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, CBP hopes the winning bidder's vulture deterrence netting system will be in place by August before the birds fall roosting season begins. Damn, that sucks. Well, that's... I- are you not allowed? I mean, not to make like a like a offensive PETA statement, but like, are you not allowed to kill birds? Do you want to? I, I mean, mean, if they're just like in the vultures space. are very important. You know, they clean up like dead bodies and stuff like that from you know uh, animal carcasses and stuff like that. They're kind of like nature's uh, cleanup crew in many ways, and that's what makes but them such disgusting you're not creatures. Killing all of they're just in the like. I guess you. Well, I guess if, that's a thing where if there's humans enough. move into your habitat to where you're like, we built something in the middle of nowhere where they're like, yo, this is shelter to us. So like, hey, we yeah, we can fucking live all on here, crawl on this and shit. And that's what I mean. Those vultures are droppings all over your shit. Those vultures are probably thinking is like, these humans are so nice. They made this for us. Right. What other purpose could it serve other than being our home? But could you not? Are you not? You're just not allowed to kill birds, though. Well, you don't want to. I don't, because I don't you're not killing you. all of them. I'm just saying, like the ones that are on your shit. Like if it was your house and you had birds on it, would you not like? But I mean, set do you want to go up there and start like killing 300 vultures? Because don't you do? You would do it with mice, though. If you had like a mouse in your house, you would set a, a trap. mice is way smaller than a vulture. So just because the size, you would. Well, how many vultures do you think you ki- you can kill in a row before they like? It's like, hey, uh, we're getting killed. We're gonna. We better do something about this. What are they going to do? Like birds? Attack you? Do you think Attack so? whoever. They, it's possible. You know, how many do you need to kill before you get them all to leave? That's what I'm saying. You kill enough until they leave. Shoot them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know if that's even legal. Like Nick McNamara. I'm here. not going to do it. Well, I Come mean, on. that's a thing. Like, there's birds all the time. Like, we have BB guns and shit. We don't shoot birds with them because that's, like, what's the point? But if <laughs> if a bird dropped a fucking cat on my house or something, I'm like, yo, we probably got to get do rid of these birds. That. Yeah, like, I've never been attacked by birds, so, you know. It's, and yeah, and they're vultures. They're disgusting. That's what I'm disgusting saying. Those vultures. are real size. That's a thing to me. Yeah. That's why it's not like they're raptors. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me like you're the predator in that situation where you're like, yo, this thing could fuck me up if it wants to. It's already fucking our stuff up. I tell you what, I would do. I'd electrify that radio tower, disconnect oh, everything, and electrify it. Yeah, you could see. There you go. But I'm sure Peter would. Be That's very what I was to saying. Be. They're mad you killed like two hundred vultures. Yeah, they'd be mad no matter what. You're not going to deplete the population yeah. of vultures. Somebody, yeah, somebody kills a deer or an elk or something like that. And like Joe Rogan, he'll kill stuff. You know, yeah. he eats meat. He's on this carnivore diet right now. He'll kill kill an elk or something like that. Post pictures of it, and there's going to be people who who uh, give him a hard time because of it. 
You know, yeah, but I mean, that's people, a people thing. are always going to gripe because that's the thing know. about population, though, especially with the deers. I see you're at the at your thing, sorry, but yeah, that's a definitely a yeah. Like I don't know what the rules are about that, but like, would you be that upset? You know, if it is, hey, we kill like, and that's why you're not going to kill three hundred vultures. You wouldn't have to kill you, you that piss many. off three hundred of them. Yeah, you could piss them off, but you'd only have to kill like twenty of them. Yeah, you think they just move? Hey. We'll talk about that later. We'll figure it out. How many how many vultures you have to kill before they all leave? Okay. Yes, but we're at the end of the show. It's the end of the hour. We got uh, 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 Blow the Deck coming up here in about half an hour, next show. And so, um, yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm Nick, as always. We'll see you next week. Music.